Hi everyone, welcome back to Naga the Podcast. This is Slow speaking. Hope that you are having a wonderful day today. Super excited for this episode. It's about my take on the environment, the current state of the environment, so you can get a little bit of insight into the conversations I have in my head in on the regular, quite regularly. So I hope that you enjoy. Take a little bit of something as I did. We're all learning and I'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. Hey, 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 everyone. I hope that you guys are having a wonderful day. My name is Slu and welcome back to Naga the Podcast, where we talk about the environment and environmental issues and ways where we can help. So this episode, I'm really excited about. I had a fantastic time preparing it. It is my take on the current state of the environment. So this is definitely not supposed to sound like a lecture of any sort, but I will be sharing some research things as well as my opinion and my take on what I have researched. And I would be honored if you could also do the same on my social media platforms. So if you have any comments, questions, subtractions, multiplications, blah, blah, <laughs> please just state them on my listed social media platforms under my description of the podcast and hashtag them Naga the podcast so I can easily access them and respond. Thank you so much in advance. You are the best. So for this particular episode, I just want to pose two questions to you. So I just want to introduce this episode by asking you these two questions. And you can answer them now, like you can just have a straight answer right now, or you can maybe listen to the rest of the podcast and you'd have a clear answer later. But I really am interested in your answers and I will share mine as well to these questions because we're all learning together here. Question one. How bad do you think the current state of the environment is? Or in other words, how bad do you think we as human beings have affected the environment? And the second question is, how much do you care about it? So for me, I myself feel like we are at a stage where we are receiving all of the damage that has been done throughout the years. As many of you know, there's such a thing called global warming and climate change happening at the moment where there are areas who are experiencing harsher droughts and major flooding in certain areas. And this is because of global warming and how the climate is affected by global warming. These are real, real issues and it's happening as the environment is kind of reacting to whatever is happening to it, if that makes sense. Just like if you were to put your hand on a stove, your reaction would be to take it away, you know, because of the reaction with your nerves telling, you know, your brain that this is too hot or whatever. And I feel like the way that things are going is how the environment is kind of dealing with everything that we have put it through. So with all of the CO2 emissions that we are emitting, obviously, you know, the environment is going to react a certain way. And the people who are in trouble are us. We are the receiving end of the reaction of the environment. And so that's why it's bad. And then for the second question, I feel like I personally, I do care, but I feel like I'm not doing enough. I 
want to do more. I want to be more involved in making a change, in doing something about it. Whether or not it makes a huge difference, I don't really care. I just feel like I really want to be part of it. I really want to be a part of the movement of the whole sustainability movement, the whole environmental awareness movement. That's where I want to go and that's where I want to be. That's why I'm kind of maneuvering my life for that. So I would love to hear your answers to these questions and I'd especially love to hear from the people who are in South Africa, Abashalimolukshini as well. That's where I stay. And the youth. I'm also open to hearing from other people around the world. This one time I actually looked at my statistics and I saw that quite a lot of you are from the USA. And I think it's mostly because of the view from church, which I think is so great. Thank you guys so much. And hello. I would love to hear from you too. Because at the end of the day, we all live in one planet and each and every one of our actions, if not immediately, it will eventually affect us all. All right. So with those questions in mind, let's get right into it. So let's assume for a second that we have no idea what the environment is. We don't know what global warming is. We don't know what climate change is. We don't know what sustainability is. We're just going to start from the beginning. In the beginning, (laughs) the earth was created or it began, depending on what you believe, which is totally okay. So the earth became and it was there, this beautiful earth that we now live on, an amazing round planet that is blue, that is self-evolving, self-creating, sustainable area of space within actual space that helps us experience things such as the sun. It consists of amazing things that make us happy and support our lives. And then one day, just randomly from the sky, popped a human. <laughs> okay, I am I'm, I'm, I'm being a little bit fairy tale right now, but just trying to paint. Just follow me, okay? Follow. Are you following? <laughs> All right, so then humans came along magically. And I guess for some people, we can say this is where things started to go wrong. <laughs> but no, you know, humans arrived and we kind of lived and we hunted and we gathered and all that stuff. But I think there's something that kind of went wrong. It is not, like I won't speak of a particular time or of an era, because I feel like each time and each era came with its own level of discovery and therefore destruction. So I'm not going to focus on a specific era or time. Like, okay, after the the discovery of fire, that's when things started to get bad. No, there's something in like the psychology of us as humans. That's where things started to go wrong. And it's the point where we as human beings had a decreasing ability or we just began to have a lack of connection towards our surroundings and towards nature. And this lack of uh, connection that we began to develop, now it has resulted in us making it very difficult for us to live in a world where there's no money, you know, or in a world where in a zero waste world or something, because now everyone is focused on buying things and consumerism and all that kind of stuff. We began to lose our connection with our surroundings and with nature, where we're no longer working together, but rather we have begun to work against each other. This has resulted in all sorts of messes upon messes till this point. And maybe it could be because of the fact that you think that, you know, you are a superior of some sort where everything else is below you. Have you ever heard the phrase of humans are the most intelligent species on the planet? Have you ever heard that before? I've heard that before quite a number of times. 
that particular phrase and the word intelligent there kind of needs to be questioned. This, for some people, may be the reason why they feel like, you know what, we can do whatever we want. We're high and mighty. We're the best. Everyone else bow down or whatever gives that narcissistic view. So I did a bit of research on this whole intelligence question. Like, are we really more intelligent? Are we a really, like, more intelligent species than other people? I came across this uh, piece of writing by Robert Erickson, who wrote it in 2014. And the paper speaks about how the word has been incorrectly used and has provided ways to more correctly use it. I'm just going to read a couple of phrases. Phrase one, he says... In this view, intelligence would best be used only for comparison within species. He gives an example of comparing ducks and humans. And he mentions that ducks can't be humans and humans can't be ducks. If you were to say that humans should be ducks, they would fail. And if you were to say ducks should be human, they would fail. It kind of doesn't make sense to equate intelligence if we are looking at different species. Maybe you would argue brain size, but we have whales who have bigger brain sizes. Bigger brain mass that you have doesn't equal having intelligence or greater intelligence. So we're completely different and we work under a different way of living, Jay, ducks and humans. And so that's why it can be incorrect to say that ducks are more intelligent than humans or humans are more intelligent than ducks but rather it's more correct to use intelligence when comparing within a species so if you were to compare yourself with another fellow human being and then be like okay i am more intelligent than you you are more intelligent than me because that's where it would be more correctly used the second phrase is a term might be developed to compare various species and their ability to survive and evolve. This would be something like species intelligence. So there's a word, sorry, or a term that describes a species' ability to survive and evolve. So if there's a specific species that has evolved really well and survived for millions of years, then you could be like, okay, that species is, is quite intelligent, you know, species intelligence. But there needs to be an inclusive definition of intelligence that needs to cover both inter- and intra-species differences. This term has not been developed yet, but it really is about working together, working with nature, connecting with nature. This would help us not, you know, fight. It can result in a much better Earth and a much better way of living as well. I then went to earth.org. And I stumbled upon an article listed or titled the biggest environmental problems of 2020. I was like, okay, let's check these out. So the biggest environmental problems of 2020, there's 10 of them and I'll go through all of them. The first one is poor governance. And this basically speaks about policymaking. Now we all know that policies are very important. They have effects on big organizations. For example, we look at the Paris Agreement or the National Carbon Tax, and these have played quite a significant role in decreasing greenhouse gases and the emission of them onto the environment. But of course, more needs to be done. More policies should be created, which are for the environment, so that we can really see more change. And also, more work needs to be done on the already existing 
policies because they themselves have loopholes that can be exploited for companies to get more money. The second is food waste, which is a major, major, major problem. It happens at different stages in developing and developed worlds. So according to Earth.org, in developing countries, 40% of waste occurs at the post-harvest and processing levels, while in developed countries, 40% of food waste occurs at the retail and consumer levels. And to think of it, there are so many people who don't have food and then you have people who waste food. So it, I don't know, maybe something needs to be done in terms of, you know, the regulation of produce um, that is being fed into the system. People need to be open to seeing different varieties of bananas, for example. I don't know if you know, guys, but there are, you know, that the normal banana that you get, I am telling you, there are dozens of banana species that would blow your mind. <laughs> but because it gets rejected, we kind of don't get to see them. I have tasted a few. They taste really good. They are ones that don't taste so nice. I don't know what they call Like, Don't ask me about names. But there's these, like, the normal ones. And then there's the short ones, like the short, small ones. Those are really sweet. Those are nice. But I never see them sold out because it's not, you know, the shape, the normal shape. And I also think it can be the consumer's responsibility to kind of ask for these things so that we can be more exposed. The third is biodiversity loss. We are using more than can be replaced, and therefore this is resulting in extinction of species. Plastic pollution, huge, huge problem. There's fields of plastic. National Geographic has considered this a massive market failure they have also described it as one of the biggest environmental problems of our time plastic is a huge huge problem and i feel like the amount of work that is done now should have been done quite a while ago where more and more companies and organizations are looking at not using plastics we're starting to see changes now where people are using 100 percent recycled plastic or they are using brown paper bags this change should have happened a long time ago. But yeah, yeah, better late than never. Number five is deforestation, where agriculture is the leading cause of deforestation, which is, I think, a little bit funny. Deforestation... Okay, when it comes to agriculture, agriculture requires lots of land for livestock and for crop farming and stuff. So that's why they have to cut down trees. We can't keep cutting down trees for you to have more land. There needs to be more sustainable agricultural practices than what is happening right now. But I guess that's the reality of the fact is that with agriculture, you need more land and therefore it can result in cutting down some trees. I actually thought that the paper industry was in the leading cause of deforestation because they need wood and stuff to make paper. I don't know. Do you think they have it right here on earth.org? I'm open to be corrected. Number six is air pollution. Causes many deaths all over the world. Huge, huge problem. Has been an issue for quite some time. With these laws such as the Paris Agreement, I think it has helped with decreasing greenhouse gases and uh, CO2 emissions. So more work needs to be done there. Number seven is agriculture, especially because in South Africa, we're so dependent on it. And the government is constantly encouraging people to go into agriculture. And it's a little bit worrying because I don't think they mention the adverse effects or the disadvantages that agriculture could have onto the environment. And I feel like people don't know about that. They just think it's good, you know because you're growing things from the ground, which is good. But there are ways to do it right, and there are ways to do it sustainably and in a way that is very conscious of the environment. And another thing that 
needs to be considered when you look at agriculture. You need to look at ways that you can water your plants. There's a lot of fresh water that is used to water all of these crops that they have in these farms. And also the pesticides and fertilizers are often harmful to the environment. They need to look at better ways of fertilizing and better ways of controlling pests. Number eight is global warming from fossil fuels. We all know about this. It is still a major problem. It's not like it went away. I feel like global warming is the one problem that is like, it's like ancient. It's like if ever since 1960 something, it's, it's still a problem. <laughs> and I, I feel like maybe people are thinking that if we just don't say anything, if you just, shh, if you just keep quiet, it's going to go away. But no. It's, it's still there. It's still a problem. <laughs> so yes, it still is an issue. Um, number nine is the ice cap smelting, which results in the rising of sea levels and negatively affecting the wildlife living in that environment. I remember in um, high school learning about this, the ice cap smelting, and if all of them would melt, it would mean that the entire Durban would be underwater. Um, that's, you know, illustrating the rising in sea levels. and But all of this stuff happens very, very gradually, and that's why I don't think people are taking so much notice about it. Usually people notice things that happen in a flash. Last but not least, we have number 10, which is food and water insecurity, and this calls for more sustainable farming practices and water usage. This was heightened. The COVID-19 hit and we had to go into lockdown and people were relying on food parcels. That whole issue of food and water insecurity was just heightened to the max. It really is real because you realize that you can't go to the shops anymore. You realize that, oh no, you don't have water today, but you need to drink water, you need to eat. So what are you going to do? And that's why we need, I feel like person. okay, this is my personal view, like you don't need to have the same thought. That's how I feel for me and in my life. I just want to get to a stage where I can really be able to look after myself. I'm really starting to consider ways of living, like living a zero waste life, living a life where I don't depend on the grid when it comes to electricity, really wanting to be entirely independent so what about you? Do you agree with uh, Earth.org? Personally, I feel like these problems have been problems for a really long time. I don't know. This could be because of two things. It could be because environmental problems in general take a long time to sort out. Or it could be that people don't really care about it. They couldn't be bothered. Because as I mentioned, these the result of these issues are quite gradual. They're never drastic. And I think that we have come to a point where we are very good at identifying problems and reasons for those problems. And maybe, we, just maybe, we have become okay with finding solutions. But I really do feel like now is the time to stop talking and let's just do something about it. So in conclusion, we have come to a stage in the evolution of the world where the effects of the existence of mankind has resulted in unforeseen environmental issues that we are now receiving. It's okay to try things and for those things to mess up, but it's also important to work towards fixing the problem. And I do get worried because in this fact people don't even acknowledge that there's a problem in the first place and that's what i'm worried about is that there are more people maybe an increasing amount of people that think that everything is cool and i get worried because when you have those people who actually want to be a part of the change and they speak about the change they look stupid or they look like they don't know what they're talking about i use stupid in 
to in- include, you know, instances that may happen. For example, you may look dumb to people if you're busy telling them to not litter. Or you may look stupid for suggesting uh, an idea at work that, you know, is environmentally conscious and obviously will probably not make the organization as much money as the other idea. But with that worry, I mean, it doesn't mean that nothing needs to happen. And for you, if you don't care about these things, when are you going to care? What will need to happen for you to see that this stuff is real? We're all learning, all of us each day, and I hope that we can all get to takes a little something away from this episode love you lots i'll see you next week bye